0: Strokes of Country. Welcome to your side-serving of Strokes of Country in association with BBR Music, produced by YNOW, where we bring you the best of country, Americana and more. I'm Kira, one of your hosts, along with Holly and Ross, and you can join us for the full version of this episode over at WhyNow.co.uk.
1: Today's guest is
0: genre-bending artist Jelly Roll. Kira caught up with him to chat about what he's been working on, his approach to writing and of course his pick for the banger that should have been. You can listen to the extended edition of this interview on whynow.co.uk where we'll have music from Arlo McKinley, Glenn Campbell, the Pistol Annies and more. Plus Ross and Kira take on my infamous lyrics quiz Two Chords and a Lie and we'll be taking a deep dive into songs which feature surprise celebrity backing singers. For now here's Jelly Roll.
1: Well, hello. Good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> Sorry. It's morning for That's me for okay. sure.
0: Morning for you. Yeah, afternoon yeah. here for us. Friday afternoon. Well, I'm yeah, a, I'm
1: also cool. I'm also a late night guy, so this is abnormally early for me.
0: Did you sleep late last night?
1: Oh, uh, I went to sleep probably 4.45 this morning.
0: Ooh, you are up early.
1: I am a creature of the night. I am a <laughs> overs I'm a fat bat. That's what I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's really we're really happy to be able to speak to you. You've had like a crazy couple of years since 2020 the release of your 2020 album. Since then, you know, you've played the Ryman, you've made your Grand Ole Opry debut, and now you've got two songs each charting on different charts. It's crazy.
1: It's wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, the your, the momentum has been like Insane though. How's it felt?
1: Oh, it feels crazy, man. You know, four years ago, if you'd have seen me at a gas station, people might have thought I'd have stole their purse. So four years later, for people <laughs> to recognize me for all these things is awesome. So no, it feels surreal. It's um you can spend your whole life working towards something and put every ounce of energy you have into it, and it still doesn't feel real when it starts to happen. And that's the cool thing about success in music, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I watched the video or like the kind of mini documentary behind, like the behind the scenes of your old Opry debut, and it was so emotional. It made me emotional.
1: Oh, I ugly cried. Yeah, I'm surprised somebody <laughs> hadn't made a meme of it yet. I keep waiting on that picture to pop up with a thing that's like when they run out of hamburgers or something, you know? Because I mean, it was an ugly cry, but it was it was a great night.
0: Yeah, and stepping onto that plank of wood.
1: Even oh, that man, was most,
0: momentous for
1: you. Oh, uh, the most the most iconic piece of wood on earth.
0: It must have been really crazy coming out and just seeing that many people as well. Something somewhere that you've watched people be your whole life and now you kinda take a step onto that stage as well.
1: That's it. So many times I've went there and sat in the rows and watched the show or You know, how many times I've listened to it on the radio and just knowing the impact it's had and how special it is to Nashville, Tennessee as a local kid too. And to be a part of it was just unreal.
0: Yeah. And so obviously, you know, you've not been – particularly reserved about sharing the stories of your past and you know things that you've been through and how you've got to the place that you are now and I think that's probably something that your fans really cherish it's that kind of honesty and you know you're you're not hiding anything you are who you are and that's what makes the music what it is Um what do you think made or was there a moment that you realized that music was the kind of form of expression that you wanted to use to address the wild, address you
1: know people um it was a young age my mother was um struggled with mental health issues and addictions and music helped her so much I would just see her in a different light sitting at that kitchen table smoking a Virginia Slim and listening to an old record mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking man I want to make people feel the way this music's making my mother feel you know And I knew then that not only did I want to write songs, I wanted to write songs that were therapeutic.
0: Mm. Um, What do you think it is about music that has such a, uh, I suppose, a kind of transformative potential for people that listen or people that write music?
1: Well, I think listening to it's where it started with me, right? And then realizing I could write it was like the bonus, was the ice cream on the cake. But... Mm -hmm. Here's the thing about music. We have three minutes. I've had music. I can tell you what songs I listened to on repeat on some of the darkest, gloomiest, worst, saddest moments of my life. I can tell you what songs I listened to on repeat on the best days of my life, right? I can tell you, I can, I can descriptively paint pictures of moments in my life that the soundtrack meant more to that moment than almost the moment itself. Me and my wife got married in Vegas on a drunken night. And we were riding through downtown and blaring um uh Marry You by Bruno Mars, right? It's a beautiful night. I'm looking for something dumb to do. Hey, baby, I think I wanna marry you. I mean, on absolute repeat. And I'll just never forget how it felt in the backseat of that escalade. And those windows cracked and that brisk evening Vegas air just cooled down just right at night, you know, and just listening to that on repeat, just, you know, three sheets drunk on the way to end up marrying a woman I've been with eight years now, right? Um, I think about listening to Fire and Rain on repeat the day my father died because it was like a song he had turned me on to that meant so much to me, you know? I remember listening to Sweet Baby James the day my son was born by James Taylor, right? These songs are like instrumental moments in my life, you know what I mean? And how many times music has done that for me. And it makes me realize the power of music and how it sometimes is often the only thing with us in pivotal moments of our life, you know? How many times you've been in the car by yourself in a room that you've made a life-changing decision to a playlist or to the radio playing, you know?
0: It's so true, it's there for us. And all different kind of times of need, and it, it can be the most euphoric thing in the world, or it can be the like a balm over a hard time as well. And especially as an artist as well. I mean, you kind of went from hip hop into a kind of rocky realm, and now one of your songs, "Dead Man Walking," is in the you know in the rock charts number one, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, that was wild. Two weeks in a row, too. By the way. It's my first yeah. number one, and I had it for two consecutive weeks on both charts, Billboard and Media Base.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And then now you've kind of taken a step further into country music. Um, what What was it about country that you felt a draw enough to to become a crossover artist?
1: Well, to be, to be a Nashville kid, you always want to sing country music, right? It's everywhere, yeah, you know? Um, and I always felt drawn to country music. I remember... The outlaw movement and how much that meant to my mother and how much she would share the outlaw movement to me in my early years as a child. And I remember thinking, man, I want to kind of, I want to make music like that. You know, I want to shake the establishment up one day. And God willing, that's kind of what we're trying to do now.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you feel like you've established your place in country, or is is there more to come? You know,
1: oh, tons, tons. I hadn't even, I haven't, yeah. I hadn't even scratched the surface of this yet we got a mm-hmm. lot of work to do over here we got a full blown country album in the process um we have a That's lot so we have exciting. goals yeah no we we've only just begun this this is this is yeah this is this is i can't even describe how far away from the finish line we are at this you know I feel like we're still if, it's, if this was a race we're still stretching out mm-hmm. we hadn't even started yet we're still warming up you know we just ate breakfast just and started kidding. stretching yeah, for
0: sure. yeah. <laughs> that's so exciting have you been writing with anyone in particular or?
1: well yeah i've been writing with um brantley gilbert a lot Ernest, nice. um i do a lot of writing by myself uh writing's always been kind of therapy for me so a lot of times mm. i'll get an idea together and then call somebody in to help me finish it just because it's like the boy in the bubble you sit in a room and write a song half half halfway by yourself and you're not sure if it's good or not so you call yeah. somebody else you trust, like, am I tripping? Is this worth chasing? And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth chasing. I'm like, well, come chase it with me then, you know? So I spent a lot of time in my own little cocoon with my pen and paper like a little weirdo.
0: Yeah. I, think I still handwrite it
1: too, by the way. That's how old and weird I am. I still.
0: That's good though. That's script nice. Script
1: it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, you know, when you work on something for too long by yourself, if you've written a song and you keep listening back, you almost become almost deaf to like whether it sounds good or not anymore. So you Mm -hmm. need the outside influence to come in. And maybe that's why co-writing is so huge in country music.
1: Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, I used to, you know, coming up in the hip hop world, you were totally against having other writers in the room. But it just means so much to have somebody you can bounce stuff off of and just, hey, man, let me just make sure I'm not tripping here. Is this yeah. Even if it's just somebody to confirm, yes, your idea is good. That means yeah. so much just when another writer you appreciate goes, no, man, that's actually, you're really on to something. Don't, don't get lost in yeah. that. Keep chasing that.
0: Is there anyone, any kind of country star that you would love to collab with?
1: Man, I got a big list here. Um, Ashley McBride, oh, for a
0: few.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that would be yeah.
0: cool.
1: I think it was just you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm infatuated with the opera and always have been. And in my top mm-hmm. five Opry performances ever was she's in my top five was um not bad for a girl going nowhere. I don't know if you ever seen oh, it, but yeah. Google Ashley McBride. Uh, and then the other one is the first time I seen Riley Green do Grandpa's Never Die at the Opry. You know. Just so mm. good. But, um, yeah, I'd love to work with Ashley. I'm just an absolute huge fan of Ashley's. I think it'd be so dope to work with her, to do like an old school kind of duet thing with her. Um, I think probably Luke. Probably Luke Combs. Just because yeah. I, love, I love, I love, I think Luke's ability to do whatever he wants is amazing. I'm jealous of his ability to be able to be like, you know, the same guy who wrote I'm in love and loving on you right, can turn around and do even though I'm leaving. So he's had this real distinct ability to make me cry and also make me want to get up and dance at a honky-tonk or get kicked out of a bar because of ice cold beer. Never broke my heart. So, yeah, I think that'd be cool. (laughs) He just seems really dynamic in that sense. So I think that'd be awesome. And he's also a big, ugly guy like me, and I think that's (laughs) awesome to see fat, (laughs) ugly dudes winning. So it'd be awesome.
0: (laughs) He is also incredible live as well. So oh, imagine yeah, the mashup of you guys live would be crazy. Oh, it'd
1: be absolutely incredible. Yeah, I hope we'd get arrested together.
0: <laughs> and now he's got that new album out as well. It's all coming out today. around for you perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, no,
1: you're talking about perfect together. yo, Jimmy Allen dropped up uh, the uh the tulip drive album today too. I'm excited. I plan on spending the rest of my afternoon smoking pot and listening to these two records.
0: Perfect. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's kind of the plan. Kind of my plan for the rest of the day. I do. I want to hear. I think it's. I think it's great timing that Luke dropped an album called "Growing Up." You know, five days after he had a child. I know, right? It's
0: a beautiful narrative to it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, man it's 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 uh it's poetic to say the least. So,
0: Mm. um, so speaking of plans, I know that at the end of the year you've got the big show coming up and all the proceeds are going to charity as well.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we're going to try to build some kind of a um, music system for the kids in the juvenile facility that I was incarcerated at. And this aftercare program for kids, once they get released from juvenile called Youth Impact Outreach, ran by a friend of mine named Robert Cheryl, who's also an um, ex-convict like myself, who's changed his life and started a bunch of big businesses. So we're real we're real passionate about trying to help at-risk youth
0: yeah. I think it's so important as well because I think I watched an interview with you where you spoke about not feeling as though when you were in that position, you didn't have the influence that you're hoping to have that can guide people out of the position that they've unfortunately found themselves in, especially children as well. You know, they're just kids. They didn't, they're didn't. they not making decisions with the kind of mentality of knowing that that's what they want to do. They, it's just... But they've ended up there. And sometimes they yeah. need a guidance that they didn't that they don't have.
1: They're so impressionable. And because of circumstances, more often than not, they're only influenced by their surroundings and the community near them. And they haven't seen mm-hmm. any sign of hope outside of that community. They've never had nobody come in and show them different, you know. Um, if you spend your whole life, you know, there's an old phrase that official only grow as big as the aquarium it's in. And these kids have never seen nothing outside of the aquarium they're in. They don't realize just on the other side of town is a whole nother chance at life, you know, and that, that, that you can do something. So I think it's just real important to me to give back to because, you know, when I started making those bad decisions, I didn't realize that music was an option. Imagine if I would have been able to have this outlet at 14 or 15 when I first started catching criminal cases, or if somebody would have gave me a guitar back then and told me, "No, you can learn the guitar. It is. It is possible. It's not a, you know, unrealistic thing." I thought, like, you know, in my in my 15 year old mind, you were either born to play the guitar or not. It's not something you learned. Singing is another one, right? Somebody talks about how I'm singing more. It's like I learned how to sing. I wasn't like. I was theres no video of me at 12 years old doing a school thing where I'm just like, you know, Aretha Franklin pipes. I'm just blowing, right? You know, I didn't—I had to learn over years that my—that this is a muscle just like the other muscles on my body. And, you know, I could work it and I could, I could yeah. make it do something special, that your voice is something you can control. I didn't know that. This isn't some knowledge you're given if you're from Antioch, Tennessee, right? So— I just want to try to give back to these kids and explain it to them that way.
0: Definitely. it's just what we were saying before about how music can be there as something euphoric or as, you know, it, and that's what kids can learn and really take something from and hopefully guide themselves to a place, a better place.
1: That's the goal. The goal is to try to have the next generation do slightly better than us, and we have been dropping the ball on that goal for about forty years straight. So yeah. you know what I'm <laughs> <It's> just
0: <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us on Strokes of Country. It's been well, thank so nice to speak me. To you. We're excited for yeah, yeah. We're excited to hear this country album.
1: It's coming. It's Stone Cold Country too.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you again. that was jelly roll to hear the full episode with music from him and all the best and brightest in country music head over to whynow.co.uk. we've
1: got some really exciting upcoming guests for our next episode
0: so make sure to follow us on instagram at strokes of country for all the updates you can also follow why now on twitter instagram and facebook at why now world you've been listening to this why now production of strokes of country thanks again to bbr music and we'll see you next time
1: country.